everyone, and welcome back to the Vigilant Geek Podcast. We're here uh, discussing video games today, everything about video games. I am Andrew Cusack of Vigilant Geek Media, and with me as always is Holden Orm of Vigilant Geek Media. Hi, I'm Holden Orm. And a uh, special guest today, uh, we have Nathan Burke. New England stand-up comedian and owner and operator of Hotcast Studios. Hello Yay. again, Nathan. Yeah, that's me. All right. So we left off uh, talking a little bit about uh, some of our favorite games from all different systems as well as PC. Uh, and we just want to wrap up here uh, our honorable mentions before we start discussing uh our top five favorite video games of all time. Of all time. Dun, dun, dun. So uh, let's go around in a circle and let's talk a little more about some good games. Right. Holden, I don't even know if I have any more honorable mentions, but I'll, I'll try to think of one. Well, you provide a very excellent peanut gallery, so that, that, yes. that can pertain so to the you conversation. Just, you just go crazy. <laughs> All right, well, I guess I'll start. Uh, um, yeah. Do that. So, I guess go, if I were to go in chronological order, um, starting with uh, Nintendo, the original Nintendo console, uh, some of my honorable mentions for that would include, obviously, and this one is a given, uh, Super Mario, the original, which came with Duck Hunt. Uh, I don't have to say a hell of a lot about this title. Everyone's played it. Everyone loves it. Uh, but yeah, it didn't quite make the top five, but, uh. Duck Hunt is a interesting choice because it was the first, uh, first thing to utilize, like, a, a, a different type of controller. Yeah, you know, like the, the, the gun, gun controller. That, the that light was, gun, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, uh, it was a pioneer game for that. Absolutely. Uh, so then, uh, just one more Nintendo game. I still don't know how that worked. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I don't either. Uh, I'm kind of embarrassed that I don't how know how they do that. I, I, you know, I'm sure we could look it up and find yeah. out. But, yeah. uh, I remember when I was younger, I'd always just walk right up to the TV and just be like, oh, yeah, yeah. just be cheap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then the ducks would just end up moving so fast you can't get them even though you're up next to the TV. And they had two modes. You had the clay pigeons, and then you had the actual ducks. Mm -hmm. But then one of the biggest villain, villains in early video games, that stupid that dog. dog. Yep. You miss, and he'd be like, <laughs> That dog would taunt you until you threw the gun at the TV screen. Mm, I'm going to put my paw over my mouth and giggle uncontrollably. Yeah. <laughs> and you, yes. can't, you can't shoot the dog either, unfortunately. No. They oh. don't let you shoot the dog. So. Oh, we, because in a sense, it's your dog in the game. Oh, a generation. Well, I say it's my dog, it's my property. <laughs> I can do what I wish. I can shoot him if I want. I don't condone animal cruelty in any way, shape, or no. form. I'm just throwing that one out there before <laughs> I get nailed to the cross. But uh. <laughs> Oh, I think Nathan's still up there from that pun he made a couple episodes ago. <laughs> What's Oh, about I don't know. One? <laughs> I don't know. There's so many. But yeah, the dog's just giggling at you. 
there's a whole generation of people who grew up trying to shoot the dog. Like, the dog's, like, so much better with a shotgun than you. Mm. Like, oh, I could have gotten that duck myself. Well, the dog was a, a, a character in the in the latest Smash Brothers game. Uh, really? Yep. What? Yeah. What, did he giggle uncontrollably and you just lose control of your character because of that like like taunt? <laughs> it was like a, the, it was the dog with a duck on its back and a Banjo-Kazooie style um, of uh, a character. Yeah. Well, that's actually one of the greatest uh, platformers of all time. It's like a personal favorite of my cousin. Oh, I never really played it myself, mostly just because... Funds were slim back in the days of N64. So, like, back then I'd do so much research when it came to actually purchasing a video game Mm -hmm. because, like, my mouth would froth in a rage if I ended up buying something that ended up being subpar. So I'd do so much research instead of, you know, like, writing papers and getting good grades and and, and prepping and setting myself up for, like, a good... uh, education and college and later mm-hmm. on. Yeah, well, think of it. If you didn't do what you did back then, you wouldn't be here now with us talking about video games. So there you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you wouldn't be in comfortable Hotcast Studio. That's right. Cozy, comfortable, quaint Hotcast Studios. Well, I certainly <laughs> wouldn't be as knowledgeable I am as about all these things. <laughs> right. These geeky things that I'm so smart out about. So uh, here's to not doing homework and uh, yeah. goofing off and playing video games. Rock on. Rock on. Uh, the last Nintendo game I just want to mention uh, is Kirby's Dream Land. And the reason why I really like this game is because there are just so many levels. There's so many different... And each level is sort of a puzzle. Uh, no, no. Was this the one that came out for Game Boy? Uh, no, this was just, uh, just plain old Nintendo. Really? Yeah, well. Man, this must have been, like, the later years of Nintendo. Yeah. I remember Kirby for, uh, like, my cousins. They always had Kirby for the Game Boy, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there was the grim period in my life where I didn't really pick up any video games. Pretty much from the later years of NES to PlayStation, I didn't really play anything in between. And anything I ran into was because I knew other people who had them. So I just... I didn't know that they actually made a Kirby game for console. That's actually pretty they, badass. They made a few. They made Kirby's Adventure as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, they both made, of them were good. They made one for N64, I think, right? Oh, yeah. Yep, they had Kirby 64. Yeah. That was fun. Was that a 2D yeah. game? Or was it for GameCube? I don't remember. No, well, I'm not sure if they made a Kirby game for GameCube. I'd assume yeah, they did. Yeah, it was 3D. But uh, hmm. N64, they definitely had one because I owned it and played it. Yeah. Uh, Lots of fun. I love the Marshmallow Man. <laughs> um, and I guess that's a good segue. Sorry, a good segue into uh, all the N64 games I want to quickly mention. Um, Go for it. You know, we we talked about GoldenEye. Of course, that was on the list. Uh, we talked about Mario. Holden uh, mentioned that. Uh, also, Mario uh, Party. Uh, for 64, yeah, uh, the original. Uh, I mean, all the Mario parties are, are fun for me. Because uh, they all have the same general premise. It's like a board game, but there's there's mini games. And, uh, and Mario. And, and, and Mario, exactly. Uh, and Luigi. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, all those characters. There were a lot of great Mario side games. Like Mario Tennis was amazing. Yeah. Um, there were some good Mario. Mario Golf. I never played it, but I'm just rattling off. 
Yeah, they had a soccer game too, which I imagine was pretty good, but I never ended up playing. That I think one. I played it. It was, it was it was pretty decent. Yeah, they they don't really fail at Mario games. Mario Galaxy, all those games were great too. Oh yeah, even uh, the newest ones are. Great. I I even enjoyed Paper Mario. I was just gonna say I even enjoyed Paper Mario. Oh, okay. Uh, I hope uh, that's like one of the best RPGs. Yeah, it, it's really made. cool. It's really cool. It's a, yeah. Yes. Even Mario Sunshine was good. That's back when Nintendo got in the hole and like Mario and Luigi, all their games were about cleaning things. Yeah. <laughs> like in Mario oh, Sunshine, you're just like power washing stuff like the whole time. <laughs> and then in like Luigi's Mansion, you're just like vacuuming ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is weird. I never thought of it like that before. <laughs> Well, you know, they're blue-collar working men. They're plumbers, and maybe they weren't getting a lot of work at the time, so they opened their own cleaning business. they had to clean houses. I don't know. You know, you got to do what you got to do to get by. So I understand. The princess, you know, she's not uh, sharing the wealth, apparently. No. uh, You know, they're working men. That's what they got to do. I don't know. Well, Mario seems to be kind of of a... A, a player a little bit because like it seems over the like the past couple uh, Mario games it's not just Peach there's like Daisy and then there was this other princess he's kind of uh, Lumina I think yeah yeah he's like the, uh, he's he's just spreading his wild plumber oats in Galaxy with no. yeah. <laughs> different princesses yeah it's hey, just like he, he loves cleaning out the pipes if you catch well, my drift <laughs> Peach is so high maintenance yeah yeah. No. She's a pain in the ass. Mario can lay the collect- pipe. Mario can lay the pipe like nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the thing about Princess Peach is, you know, no matter how many gold coins you collect, uh, she's never satisfied. No. She's never satisfied with what she has. She always has to have more. It's a pain. It's never in- enough. It's just such a pain in the ass. I understand. I understand why Mario, uh, is, uh, playing the field at the moment. No. So. Well, it almost seems like, uh, every woman in 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 Mario's universe is a princess cuz like he did save all these princesses mm-hmm. like oh, I'm sorry you got the wrong princess I think the Mar- princess you're looking <laughs> for is in another castle <laughs> See I think uh Mario has just been eating too many mushrooms maybe and yeah. uh you know these princesses are really just prostitutes but you know <laughs> there's to him they're princesses because he lives in a fantasy world cuz he's always eating his mushrooms maybe yeah. the whole Mario series is just propaganda for the mushroom kingdom because maybe <laughs> Bowser's like up to like a revolution and it's like for the betterment of Koopa kind yeah Perhaps. And they're just, uh, you know, and they paint him as this, like, big dragon thing. And they just, um, it's just, they paint him in a bad light. Well, they're giving him a bum rap, because he's trying to clean clean up his streets here and get these mushrooms off the streets. Yeah, he's trying to topple the the monarchy. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's being a stick in the mud about uh, it. Stomping on their proverbial heads, as you were. (laughs) I mean, I, I don't know, things are grim. I'm just thinking, like... Like, if you gotta, like, to go through all these things just to, like, get a woman to go out with you and Mario, like, oh, we're supposed to go on a date tonight, but first I gotta save her from a dungeon full of fire pits and skeleton turtles. Then I gotta. Skeleton turtles. And then the only way I can cope is by eating a bunch of mushrooms through it and then maybe, (laughs) like, sniffing on some flowers. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of interesting, uh, substance abuse going on there. Uh, in the Mario realm. 
Hell yeah. yeah so just, <laughs> which is which is a great thing. A lot of it's just unrealistic. Like, oh, you expect me to go and punch bricks? Lady, I've been working. I've been doing a plumbing job at this mm-hmm. fucking miserable apartment downtown. Now I got to leave work. I got to go save your ass because you got yourself in trouble again with this lizard guy. You know, what got, the fuck? Got to enter the dungeon. I got to eat mushrooms and punch bricks <laughs> and jump over fire pits just to get to your front door. And then I gotta take you out, and, she's and not, then spend all my coins that I earned from punching bricks. She's not even grateful. <laughs> that's the, that's the worst part. She's not even grateful <laughs> for anything. Yeah, at the end of Mario sixty four, she just like kisses him on the nose, and then they have cake. Yeah. Cake. That's it. Did yeah. Did Peach ever have her own game where she was like had to save Mario? No, no. I think the only <laughs> game she was actually like playable was like a Mario game. Was Mario two? Yeah, Mario two wasn't even a true Mario game. Right. It was like some frog king. You had to and they just defeat. change the, hmm. change the 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 characters. Go around. You got to throw radishes at shy guys. Yeah, it's the only game that features like you know like Birdo and like those characters. Hey Birdo! She, eggs out of her nose. <laughs> he just the like right out of her mouth. Boom! They always made like the noise like a wiffle ball bat yeah. hitting something. And it's weird. Like I I've never seen uh, like a lot of the characters that were in Mario Two in. Other, other specifically Mario games. I mean, you have like Shy Guy and people like that in like Mario Kart, Mario, you know, different yeah, games. Yeah. Like Mario that, Party, but yeah. not a Mario like in the the specific Mario series. There's none of those characters from Mario Two reappear again. No, I, I can't it's think. true. Yeah, like, not, like why isn't Birdo like, in in uh, like Mario Galaxy? Why not? Yeah, yeah, or like um, they have been kind of making up new ones and like. Mm-hmm. Super Mario Sunshine, you had those weird-looking, like, elephant things. Oh, yeah, the, the, the islanders there. Yeah, and the then uh, they had a couple other different ones. They're trying to get Yoshi back into the mix because he's everybody's favorite dinosaur. But you're right, mm-hmm. they only really make appearances in, like, the, the offshoot games, like when Mario and the gang play soccer or fight to the death or... Uh, or party. Tennis. Party. <laughs> um, what Mario else do party. they do? Party. All right, any more? Uh... Well, uh, oh, yeah, there are more. Um, we mentioned Super Smash Brothers, though. I don't want to beat a dead horse. Uh, Spider-Man for 64, that was actually a really good game. Uh, you know, the cool thing about uh, Spider-Man is, is, is it's probably uh, one of the few comic book properties that you can really make an, an interesting uh, role-playing game out of because... There's so many different characters uh, to choose from in, in, in the literature. Uh, much like Batman, Spider-Man's got a gigantic rogues gallery. It's humongous. And all of those characters pop up uh, in the Spider-Man 64 game. Uh, they got a lot of cool moves you can do. You can spin webs and throw things. Uh, you can walk on ceilings. Uh He's got a lot of cool things he can make out of his web. Uh, lots of cool stuff. So, Spider-Man 64 is on the list. Um, one last N64 game I want to discuss is Army Men Sarge's Heroes. Hmm. Um, this was actually a really cool game because it was a multiplayer game where, uh, it's similar to GoldenEye, it's, it, it, it's a first-person shooter. In a way, except you can see the character, you can see the little green man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like a third person I shooter. I remember this. I, I suppose. It sounds very familiar. But, uh, you know, you can, it, it's like, uh, 
as if children were playing with little plastic army men. You and an opponent go up against each other in these different settings, like one set in like a fridge, like inside a fridge. One's like a fort that like a child would make, but then like or on a desk, the top of someone's desk, you know, and they're fighting on the, these uh, different settings, you know, where like you know if you were a little kid, you'd have you play with your toys on and uh you can pick up like the weapons are really cool you can pick up anything from like you know a submachine gun to uh a bazooka and everything in between uh grenades the whole nine yards and uh the fighting is much like uh any other type of shooter game but they get the cool aspect of you know their toys Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just thought it was a really fun game. I definitely and I re- remember this game. This definitely rings a bell. Yeah, I, 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 I really, en- I really enjoyed that one. So uh, just for the fact that I thought it was so much fun, I put. Uh, I have another uh, army N64. men on there. N sixty four kind of under the radar game was Conker's Bad Fur Day. Uh, that's like enormous cult classic. I love that. Hmm. Game. That game in particular is such enormous value because it's like, it was so wildly inappropriate when it came out, yeah. and it's like, oh, it's a cute little squirrel, and it's just like. Just ridiculousness, yeah. like vile, it's super like mature, very mature, yeah, um, like drug alcohol references and sexual references. And <laughs> and stuff. You battle a giant turd. Yep, literally. Yep. Yeah, it's, hmm. it's a great game, and the multiplayer in it is fantastic. They have really? like great multiplayer. There's like this whole like uh, like the bears, like the teddies is like they're like the Nazis, <laughs> and you, there's like a Normandy like scene in it. That you play, really, and then there's a multiplayer level where you're like storming Normandy as like squirrels, and there's like the the teddies are like shooting down on you, and you can play either side, and it's like a great multiplayer game. Well, I had no idea. And there's some other great uh, multiplayer things on there too. That's neat. You know, I never heard of that game, but I'll have to check that out. That sounds rad. It's a great <laughs> game. No, I think it's like a good like a copy of that uh, right now. It's like a hundred bucks or something. Really? I have. Wow. I think I have one. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's like a real hard one to find. It really is. Well, if you ever found one uh, in college, I f- someone was throwing it away, and I found it like on the street. You're kidding me? Yeah, yeah where were you just like, it. you're dumb? Yeah. Yoink. Yep. And there was also <laughs> like, um, like some Final Fantasy games in there too. It's just rich kids in Boston throwing away stuff. Ugh. It's just rich it sounds kids. like a holiday. Jeez. Like, oh, tell yeah. me what day of the year that is when they're clearing it's out when, their apartments. Yeah, when it, at the end of the semester. Yeah, so you figure maybe like uh, mid-May, uh, you go check uh, where all the dorms are, the street, uh, you know, the on the sidewalks. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised. The, we should the make shit a day. I'll just I'll pay you your Uber price to just hire you for the <laughs> day, and then we'll just Drive steal around, people's like, trash. Sure, it's not even trash. It's and there are other people. This is with my ex way back then, but yeah, there's uh. There were other people out. Like, there was a guy with his kids that were, like, out, and they were just like, yeah, we love uh, we love this time. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like all the, the day that all the college kids move out, and they uh, throw away awesome stuff. Oh, yeah. it's the end of the semester. They're all moving back to whatever sheltered pole they came out of. Right. Well, yeah, because none of them are from here. They just come here for school. I mean, just drive around, like, Brookline and Alston, and, like, you'll find, like, Somerville. You'll find oh, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, that's we actually should we should do that. That's amazing. I'll do that. It's kind of fun. Let's make a date. We do that. We'd probably get a front like probably get some hauling some decent comic books, some decent see decent video games maybe. Mm-hmm. Probably, probably like a used bong or something. Yeah. Some Jimi Hendrix posters or something. Yeah. 
Who yeah. knows? I mean, possi- um, the possibilities are endless. So many Scarface posters. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Not, in, I'm not into this anymore. <laughs> or like, <laughs> the, the house rules of beer pong. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> an animal house poster. Oh, or an animal house poster. That's another yeah, poster. Just wearing- We're in college now. Yeah. What your beard says about you. <laughs> beard profiles. Is John Belushi wearing a college shirt in black and white? It's fucking hilarious, dude. <laughs> oh, man, I love this flat coat, because we're in college, too, dude. <laughs> I think he, like, died or something, though. I don't know, but... <laughs> probably fucking... from pottying too hard, Yeah, dude. he's probably pottying too hard. That's why. I, uh, that's how I want to go. <laughs> that, that actually is how he died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too much cocaine. Yeah. Uh, anyways, cocaine aside, mm-hmm. um, I covered N64. Just a couple of last Sega titles real quick. Uh, Lethal Enforcers 1 and 2 uh, was oh, another example of uh, an arcade game made by Sega, which went to console. Uh, and uh, much like the uh, Nintendo system, uh, the guns came out for Sega. Uh, they weren't incredibly popular. Uh, pretty much they were... They were for Lethal Enforcer and Lethal Enforcer 2, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. It, there was a lot of controversy around that game. Uh, in what way? Uh, I don't remember. I just remember that there was. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember specifically. I think it was just like, oh, there's so much violence in video games. You're just shooting people. And I think maybe the guns they released for it looked real or something. Oh, well, yeah. They were colored blue and pink, though, because one's for the guy, one's for the girl. Because in the first one, you're cops. Mm-hmm. One's a, girl, a guy cop, one's a girl cop. And then the second one is, is a western, and one's a boy cowboy and a girl cowboy, yeah. whatever. They still have that in the arcades up at Hampton Beach, pretty sure. Oh, it's one of the most popular arcade games. Lethal Enforcer! Lethal Enforcer! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, a good shoot 'em up if, you know, you want a mindless shoot 'em up. Uh, Lethal Enforcers is, is kick ass. Also, uh, for Sega Genesis, I was a huge fan of Golden Axe. I've beaten it a few times. Nice. And, uh, it's another one of those side scrollers. You can be, it, you know, it's a fantasy game. You can either be a dwarf, a barbarian, or like a warrior princess. I was always the dwarf because he had a gigantic axe and he was just so cool and badass. And you can, uh, you know, steal people's dragons and ride around on them and fight giants and skeletons and all that cool stuff that you'd see in games like Castlevania and things like that. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I actually have it back at the house. Going I Going on a dungeon crawl. Yeah, I play it all the time. Um, and then uh, just one game for Sega, Dreamcast. This was actually also a Sega arcade game that made it to console. House of the Dead 2. Now, House of the Dead 1 was also good, but uh, I played House of the Dead 2 because uh, that's the one that came out for Dreamcast. Uh, once again, you, you had the gun uh, controller. Uh, they had one for Dreamcast too. Uh, you could use the, the control pad if you preferred, but I always use the gun. And, uh, I love, uh, the horror survival stuff, so, you know, shooting up zombies is, is something that I, I love to do to pass the time, so, you know, although, uh, House of the Dead had a little bit of everything, uh, it wasn't just zombies, I mean, everything from, like, zombie owls to, like, I don't know, ghouls and goblins and, all kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> so it was a very eerie game. I used to love to like turn all the lights off when I was a kid, and you know, when I was a high, a high schooler, and uh, you know, 
pretend I was, you know, in the game and and and, and shooting all these monsters and stuff. And it, it was one of the things that got me through my high school years. I just remembered a, a Sega game. I think it was a Sega game, um, and I want to know if you remember it. Mutant League Football. I've, I heard, I've heard so much about the game. I never played it. I don't know why they haven't made anything like that recently. Just because so the premises weird. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've played it. It's it's awesome. Yeah, uh, it's like skeletons, mutants, and different yeah. creatures playing football, and there's like weird like traps in the field. Like yeah, it, so you'll you, just blow up. Like yeah. there's like just random. I remember there was this like uh, cartoon on like it, they'd be on in, during the middle of the day, so you could only catch it if you're like skipping school or you're like pretending to have diarrhea mm-hmm. and had to stay home. <laughs> pretending. And to it, it, it was like called like Mutant League, I think, and like it was about like these like. Like, they'd play, like, a different sport every game. Sometimes they'd race monster trucks, but then it'd be, like, baseball or, like, like super harsh dodgeball or football. because yeah, there were a, lot, a couple other Mutant League games. There's, like, I think they had Mutant League baseball and, and hockey, Mutant League hockey as well. But it's the same type of thing, though. Like, you're skating along, and then, like, you know, something... I don't know. I think no, like I think tricks. we're overdue. I think we need another game like that. Yeah, like, bring yeah, back like, the Mutant League series. Well, bring it, well... Bring it back. The thing about that is you got an idea that's so unique like that and so cool, but I feel like in, in the 80s and 90s when games were still relatively new, not as developed, they weren't afraid to really you know throw those ideas out there on the market, whereas today I almost feel like gaming has become so advanced that it's almost a tad pretentious well, in it's, a way. It's a lot bigger now. The gaming industry makes just as much as the movie industry. I believe now. that. I mean, that's how big it is. Like, it, it doesn't quite have that the respect. The, uh, the, the, the medium doesn't have the respect, but the money is there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but I think, uh, you know, these companies that come out with the games, I think they're a little bit more careful about uh, what kind of games they're putting out there. Is they, 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 you know, they test to see, obviously, what draws the most interest, you know, mm-hmm. with the masses. and But, you know, I think, you know, if a company were to, to, to take a chance on another game like that, it'd be highly successful. Right. I, I just, you know, they just, I think they're too afraid to. If someone, yeah. Someone's just too afraid to. Well, there's so much money goes into, and time goes into production value. It kind of feels like some of these big studios really only put out, like, one game a year. Or, like, yeah. one game every three years, almost, for even some of the bigger name titles. Yeah, especially with some of those games that are just, they're, they're so intricate, and it's like you, you're jumping into, for, for lack of a better way to describe it, just like a, a, a virtual reality. You got games like Grand Theft Auto series, and, and uh, Arkham City, and World of Warcraft, where they really are their own little worlds, and you can get lost inside. Oh and yeah. It's just imagine how much programming has to go into that. It's it's just when you're paying that much money to have that many people work on something, you you want the premise of what's behind it to to almost be a guaranteed money maker at that point. So I can see why they're not taking risks. But I feel at the same time if they took risks on on a game with a creative idea like that, like Mutant League especially, uh That'd be promising as hell. Yeah. You got any uh, more honorable mentions? I got I got a few more myself before we actually get down to the top everybody's top five. I got plenty, but we can skip them. Um, yeah. All right, I'll do a few. Let me see here. 
My last couple on uh, honorable mentions, uh, the whole FIFA franchise, pretty much like one of the only games I really play lately. They're real simple. You got major, like, professional soccer from around the world. You can play all the different teams. It's got all the players, and I can't really stop playing it. Uh, I used to be real into games with story and plot, and this probably sucks up the majority of my time, but... The quality of it is not so great that I would put it in my top five. Uh, it's more just like, like my number one time waster. Uh, Call of Duty was, used to be, but kind of moved away from that franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, for other stuff. Uh, a couple of Dreamcast games. Power Stone was a great fighting game. It was a 3D. Uh, a lot of cool action. You get all three Power Stones and your guy can do like super moves. Uh, it was pro- I, I don't know why that uh, franchise went away. It was made by Capcom, so I don't know. Maybe they felt just because it was on Dreamcast or something. Um, and then Skies of Arcadia, they actually made a a boot for that on um, GameCube, but I played it on Dreamcast when I had one. Then it was one of the bigger mistakes I made, actually picking up a Dreamcast for Christmas. <laughs> that was I, I backed the wrong horse there. Yeah, um, but it's kind of a classic system in its own right. No, it was. It had some good things. Um, had some kind of like, like they had some buzzworthy games like Seaman, where yeah. you you get the microphone and you're talking to the dumb fish. Seaman? Yeah. Cool. Never heard of Seaman. No, it was this like fish and it had a dude's face on it, and then you like you feed it and then you like. Oh <laughs> shit! I do remember that. And then you can like browbeat it, and then it like grows up with like low self esteem, and then it like is supposed to be like kind of an AI and learn stuff. Huh. Weird. Yeah, I do remember that. Seaman. Yeah, Seaman was that, that was a cool concept. And yeah, let's see. Seaman. Um, <laughs> Uncharted 2. Uh, it's like playing Indiana Jones, only with way more shooting. Uh, the story was amazing. It had a lot of real time, like, good cinematic playable sequences. Like, if you're in a building and the building's, like, in the process of falling, like, collapsing, and you gotta, like, run to the end of the building to jump to another building and stuff. Um, and the voiceovers were really good. I love that. Uh, that was a PS3 game. And then uh, Okami. Okami was an adventure game done by Capcom. It was cel-shaded. It was, I'm a real big fan of cel-shaded stuff. It was just absolutely gorgeous. Um, it was kind of... You're doing stuff in like this medieval in medieval Japan, and you're fighting these evil demons, trying to restore like harmony back to the land. You could like pause the game, and then like you'd have this like kind of paintbrush thing. And if you draw certain symbols, that allows you to ca- cast certain spells, like fireball things, or That's make cool. trees pop up. And uh, hmm. that was probably one of the funnest games I've played, but still not quite in the top five. That reminded me, just because of the Japanese name, um, Katamari Damacy. Oh, yeah. No, I picked that one up, too. That one's just a mindless game, too. It's just so silly. You just yeah, roll just, stuff up into a ball. Yeah, yeah. It's, you're rolling stuff up. I remember you playing that damn game. And I, used then, to have to watch you, I used to have to watch you play it, and I was like, what the hell are you doing, Nate? <laughs> like, what the hell is this even? Like, what What are you trying to accomplish here? Well, no. You're, you're, you you're roll rolling up. your ball around, and then as you roll it around, it gets picked up by smaller stuff, making your ball bigger. Yeah, I The bigger the ball gets, the bigger the ball gets, the bigger amount of things you can 
get sucked into your ball. Like then it's like mice and then like cats and dogs and then people. I remember. Just, I've watched you play that game. I don't think you do. Way, way too much. <laughs> and yeah, you can explain the premise. I've seen it. I and still then, don't understand what the fucking concept because they is. Turn, they, then your ball turns into stars. And because you gotta, you gotta put the stars <laughs> yeah, back what was the, the, the and then, cosmos, the and king the, of the cosmos, the king of the cosmos. He just yeah. looks so ridiculous looking, mm-hmm. and then he'd say ridiculous things. <laughs> It'd be amazing. It was a very silly, fun game. Let's see, and then I guess I'll just get right to my last two uh, honorable mentions: uh, Grand Theft Auto Three. Grand Theft Auto Three is the premier sandbox game of all time. Um, before that, there wasn't really a premier sandbox game. It, it established the sandbox game as... Well, what do you mean by sandbox game? Like, you can try... It's this big open world that's got set boundaries, and oh, you can okay. do anything All within right. those boundaries. Okay. And it's not like you go to different levels. Everything's on the same part, and sometimes you got to do stuff to unlock and access other parts. Okay, yeah. I'm um, with you. I'm with you. Um, the story was great. And everything, um, I mean, the Grand Theft Auto games have gotten a lot more complicated. It almost feels like you can live a regular life within the game now. You yeah, can do so like much stuff. Yeah, stock market stuff that you can control now and all this other weird stuff. Oh, it's so ridiculous. But it was, like, so influential at the time. Yeah. Before that, all the Grand Theft Auto games were these overhead views and, like, you couldn't really save... And, like, the premise was good, but everyone was just, like, afraid that people would go Probably, on murder yeah. sprees because of being influenced by this game. Easily one of the most controversial games of all time. Yeah. And then... Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, any game where you can actually pick up a prostitute and bring them in your car and then get rid mm-hmm. of them and, and drive away, I mean, that's that's not something children should really be exposed to, I don't think. No. But, you I do- mean, you know, I'm not a parent either, so... You see, the trick is, is when you're done with them and they're walking away... You beat them to death with a bat and take your money back. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly why you know there's a, there's ratings for games, you know, yeah. and 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 that's yeah, I loved Vice City because I never owned three, but I loved Vice City. Vice City yeah. was great because it uh, the main character actually had a speaking role. Yeah. It was set in the eighties, uh, which Ray I Liotta. thought was cool. Ray Liotta. Yeah, the, yeah, 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 that's right. I mean, I, everything after that, a lot of big names ended up doing voiceovers for a lot of these Grand Theft Auto games. Mm-hmm. Like, the main villain of San Andreas was Samuel L. Jackson. He was amazing. Uh, Vice City, amazing. Uh, I mean, I don't... Mm-hmm. Just so many big names. And then a lot of people have actually had made names for themselves because uh, because they're doing voiceovers for these games. I think it almost kind of reinvigorated Ray Liotta's career. Yeah. A little bit. Like little you, bit. you started hearing about him a lot more after Vice City. Right, which is hilarious. It's what about very Good, interesting. Well, that's Goodfellas. just the power of the meme. Yeah, that was like probably, what, ten years after Goodfellas. Yeah. I remember when he did Goodfellas, that guy's name out there. <laughs> but no, he was just in, uh, he had a, a scene in uh, Sin City 2 uh, playing his usual scumbag role. I got a kick out of it. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like uh, the, the walk-on one. He was just, just the, some dude cheating on his wife, and then yeah. he was going to take it too far. Like, they can't find out about you. Yeah. They're going to take everything from me. <laughs> everything I work for. And then uh, Brolin comes crashing through the ceiling. Uh, anyways, not to get too far off on a tangent. Uh, you got anything else for us, bud? Yeah, just one more. Sonic 2. Oh, yeah. Sonic 2. Surprise Sonic hasn't come up yet. Probably because Sonic doesn't have a lot of great games. 
Um, it got kind of redundant after two. I mean, they kept adding characters after that, and a lot of the 3D Sonic games weren't that good. I mean, Sonic Adventure was okay. With the, but, you raised the chow or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I kind of like that. But, uh, but Sonic 2 for me was probably the best Sonic game. Yeah, I Sonic agree with you game. on that one. Me too. All right. Top five? Then it well, brings us now. Or do you want, you want to throw something in? Oh, no. I'm going to just rattle off the rest of my list super fast here, like okay. ultra speed, uh, and then we'll do our top fives. Um, for PlayStation 1, Crash Bandicoot 1, 2, and 3, awesome, awesome, awesome games. Uh, Wu-Tang Clan Shaolin style, excellent fighting game, and you get to fight as members of the Wu-Tang Clan, which is awesome. Uh, Tekken, all the Tekken games, can't go wrong if you like fighting games, uh, they're among my favorite. And then uh, for Xbox 360, I just want to mention Left 4 Dead, uh, first-person shooter zombie game, and uh, it 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 is it was an award winner, uh, very popular series. Uh, the Bioshock games, uh, among my favorite uh, for the, for Xbox 360 as well. Uh, Arkham Asylum, uh, which you know was the first Arkham game that came out. It was wasn't a long game, but I, I actually like games that are short and sweet sometimes. Uh, and it followed the source material uh, in regards to Batman really well. And then uh, uh, Injustice, Gods Among Us, once again, another DC Comics game. Uh, I am partial to fighting games, and I am partial to comic books. Uh, and this game had, uh, you know, it was made by Capcom. And, and uh, oh, wait, no. It was made by the people who made Mortal Kombat. That's not Capcom, right? It's, I forget what the name of the I forget hmm. too. Is it no, like well. Nether Realm or something? Like, might like, be. It turned into that. I don't know. So actually, Mortal Kombat's kind of a DC property now, so the, they're probably in league with them. Well, they had a DC Comics versus Mortal Kombat video game that I have for 362, yeah. which was pretty good. But Injustice mm-hmm. was the gameplay was a lot better. And uh, I just love the array of characters, and there's a lot of cool moves you can do. Although, the one qualm I do have with that game is is Batman's my favorite uh, DC character, and his moves all suck, uh, in my opinion. Ugh, but, gross. But, uh, which is unfortunate, but I mean, like, The Flash, Green Lantern, The Joker, Lex Luthor, Aquaman, all those characters. Green Arrow, they're all, like, they got awesome moves. Uh, lots of fun. So, uh, yeah, those are the rest of my honorable mentions. I just wanted to fire those off real quick. So, uh, now, let's get into our top five favorite video games of all time. So top we, five. Top five. We each came up with our own top five list, and we're going to go by number around us in a circle, and we're going to discuss, in our opinions, the best games ever created. Holden, why don't you start? Number five. Number five. For me, my number five was Pokemon for Game Boy, the uh, red and blue versions. Uh, when I first heard about this game, I was just skeptical. I'd be like, ha, you're getting hooked into all that silly Japanese stuff. But then I reminded myself that I love silly Japanese stuff, so I must <laughs> have to have this. Um, the pre- premise is absolutely amazing. It's a handheld RPG and your moves are based on different Pokemon, which you have to catch. Mm-hmm. And there's 150 of them. 
So you got all these 151s. They each have different elemental types. Different em- elemental types match up better against other elemental types. Um, that gives you uh, some incentive because some Pokemon evolve at certain levels. Um, they each have different ultimate moves. You can teach the moves that they don't necessarily learn by themselves. Brilliant uh, turn-based fighting strategy. Brilliant. It's real simple. Each Pokemon's got like four moves. Mm-hmm. Um, the story is simple yet good. Um, lots of good side quests like collecting uh, all the legendary Pokemon and Mewtwo. Um, yeah, I, I actually I didn't get into it. I, I, I watched the show and then I collected the cards and then I picked up Pokemon Yellow, which is the one where Pikachu follows you around. Yeah, yeah. Now, did, and, uh, did the cards come first or was it the video game? The, the video first? game was first. Oh, I worked see, my way I, backwards. Oh, I always thought the cards came Everything first. Everything was based on the video game. Really? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think right. I, I, I like caught a couple episodes on, uh, on TV. And I'm like, oh, this is silly. But then I'm like, oh, wait a minute, this is anime. I like this. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then finally, I'm just I like, when I finally, when still I still love it. I still buy the games. When I found out Pokemon was an RPG, like based on the premise, which was something that hadn't been done before, by the way. This right. was a format of RPG that just you never heard about. Oh yeah, you collect these magical little creatures, and then they know moves. Totally revolutionary. And you make them fight. Yeah. And outside of like really having like. A lot of main character development because you pretty much just pick your guy and you name him, and then you pick your starter Pokemon. But I mean, then there's cheat like incentive to like play the game with others because Mm -hmm. that way, like you can like trade and get all the starter Pokemon. The collection aspect of it is yeah. Fantastic, and then and then then Pokemon that you get in trades actually gain experience faster yep. than ones you catch yourself. And you can now you can there's certain Pokemon you can only evolve when they are traded. Yeah, yeah, like you can only hmm. there's there's one there's like a few of them that can only evolve if they're traded, or like like Onyx evolves into Steelix if you trade him with a certain item. Oh, like there's okay. certain weird things like that. So there's all these like little little niche things. I yeah. remember like, I played a lot of red, and then uh, I played platinum a lot too when I was mm. uh, deployed to Afghanistan. That was like one of the things we did for the first like couple months. Yeah, like when we had a lot of downtime, like we just like everyone was playing Pokemon Platinum. <laughs> I played. I didn't get in. I didn't get back into the video games after I, I only played Yellow, and then I didn't get back into it until like after college. I got like Black Two and X and Y, which is the last one. Wow, which is great. I mean, the graphics look insane. 3D, it's just yeah. And if you guys I were to play Stadium. Yeah, I, I, I had it. Stadium. I had it for a little while until that premise was cool. I, I remember. Like the the only reason the game was fun is if you knew other people who played the game, which I didn't, mm-hmm. and it made me feel like a loser. So I traded it in for Tony Hawk Pro Skater. <laughs> <laughs> this game, everyone will think I'm cool because I'm That's playing such Tony 90s. Hawk. <laughs> That's such a late nineties yeah. game. Yeah. Which, which probably that was should, a great game though. That probably should have made my honorable mention. Well, we're mentioning it now. Oh, so. that was an incredible game, and I I don't even like skateboarding. That was an incredible. I do remember that being very good. Yeah, but. Uh, same with like 1080 snowboarding. I mean, yeah, that was a classic too. I mean, the Pokemon franchise is immense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one beef I have with Nintendo over that is the amount of money they could make if they made a true Pokemon game for the console, but they just they never have, and that's probably why Nintendo's hurting so badly in business yeah. that they haven't made a true Nintendo port version console version of the Pokemon game. Yeah. The amount that 
they'd, they'd just be printing their own money if they did that. They were for you to, because they're like, no, people want to pretend to be cooking eggs. I got my Wii, I got one handle, I got my frying pan, and the other hand, I got my, my, my spatula, and I gotta, I gotta use my technique, because I don't want to break the yolks. All right, here we go. Whoa! That's like, oh, that's the games people want to play. That's like the reason I, I actually like do like no, Nintendo still. <laughs> Because they just come up with weird stuff like that. Yeah. Why don't you just make real eggs, Nathan? Because mm. like, then I can't start over. Yeah. And the eggs cost money. Right. That's true. So, uh, but so does short- DLC. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, um. Should I go into mine? That would be my number five. And that segues well into For my now. number five because. Nathan's number five. Number five. Uh, still the reason I still buy. Nintendo products. Probably the the reason I bought a Wii U was because of the new Smash Brothers game, and I the the one that sticks out in so my good. mind is Smash Brothers Melee. Probably my favorite one. Uh, Brawl and the new one are also fantastic. And the fun thing about that is, if it, I mean, if anyone doesn't know, it's like all the Nintendo Legends. It's a great multiplayer fighting game. Yeah, it's like all the famous uh, Nintendo characters. Plus, they I think they got the lo- like other. The developers yep, let them have the thing. license to other, like Capcom characters. Like, Sonic. I think Me- Sonic and Mega Man are Mega in there. Mega Man's the new one. Solid Snake's in there. He was in the last one. Yeah, he's not in the new one, though. No, um, Ryu from Street Fighter was, really? was DLC in the what? new one. Yeah, it's awesome. Little, oh, no Little Mac was in the new one. Uh, a bunch of people were, were uh, in the... Uh, that's part of the fun of the game is... Finding out who the new people are going to be and playing with them. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Well, don't they have this new thing called, like, Amiibos now? They're, like, these little figurines that you, like, pay 15 bucks for. Like, how does it work? If you buy the Amiibo that, like, you can play as the character in the game? Or is it... I think it's, like, you can... You can basically level up your, like, it's like a little RPG figurine. Like, you level up that thing, there's, like, a chip in it. So it, like... So, like, you're basically, like, if you want to, like, do some, like, your own little version of fighting. I don't know. With like, your own little figurines and battle them out with someone else? I don't really know how it works. I think it, maybe it's for, like, if you want to go to your friend's house and bring your Amiibo along so you can play as this character that you've, like... Because they have different movesets now in the new Smash Right, Bros. yeah. You right. can, like, they're slightly adjusted. So it's like, oh, this is, like, a super energy ball versus, well, the- like, a smaller energy ball that's huh. faster, but this one's a bigger, stronger one, you know? So you can kind of you can kind of um, adjust your characters to you can do like customization oh, that's, and that's stuff. Way Customize cool. them. Yeah, that's very cool. cool. Well, it's so, also um, a license to print money. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who just collect the figures. I mean, there's a lot of games out there like that. You got the Disney Infinity. You got oh yeah, that's a game that get, I'd love to play soon. I I just don't have the system. So. You get the Mebos, and you get Skylanders, which is like all these different games where you yeah. buy the figurines to go with it. But it's like. It's part of the game. Like so much, add add on uh, like expansions and add onable content has become so big as part of the video game industry. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, that's my top five, and uh, wasted a lot of years, wasted a lot of hours, and killing my GPA in college with that game. So <laughs> melee, melee is actually uh, melee is my favorite Smash Brothers as well. Uh, I have the original as well mm-hmm. for sixty four, but. Uh, uh, Melee was great. Incredible. Oh, man. It's Smash Brothers. Is just the fighting, the gameplay is just so smooth. Yeah. And, like, it's, and it's, it's it's you know, in regards to multiplayer, so balanced. it's probably the funnest multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. Like, the most fun you can have with friends in front of a console. Yeah. Like, it's definitely definitely up there. I, I, it, very close to making my top five as well, yeah. but it didn't. 
Uh, my number five uh, would be Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Fate of Two Worlds. Uh, I love all the Marvel vs. Capcom games. I love fighting games. I love the Capcom characters. I love the Marvel characters. That's a given if you've you know, been listening to any of our podcasts up until now, uh, you know, clearly uh, the comic book games uh, appeal to me just because, you know, I'm uh, I'm such a fan. So that alone. But uh, this game in particular, it is a button masher, um, which I enjoy. But uh, I don't know. They just got such a cool grouping of characters. I mean, on the Marvel side, you got... Uh, everyone from Ghost Rider and Doctor Doom and Magneto to Jean Grey as Phoenix, Wolverine, all the Avengers, Rocket Raccoon, Doctor Strange, the Hulk, everybody. Uh, and then on the Capcom side, you get all the Street Fighter characters, Mega Man, uh, a lot of characters I actually am not incredibly familiar with, uh, but it's just, you know, the gameplay is excellent. The moves are awesome. They're like, it's a real high-energy game. Uh, but the cool part about it is you, you get to form a team. You pick three characters, and, and you make your own fighting team. And it's a three-on-three fighting tournament. Uh, it's just real cool. It, I, have, I have beaten it probably five or six times. Uh, just wasting time. It's, it's just a hell of a time waster. Uh, so, yeah, that's my number five. Mm, right. Nicely done. Nicely done. For me, my number four. Number four. We're on number four. Number four. Metal Gear Solid. Um, I hadn't played any of the earlier games. Um, what interested me the game in the beginning is it kind of had this own history to it. Uh, the first game is like a chapter in the overall game. Each game is a continuation to this overall story. <clears throat> so when I started playing it, it um the first one I ever played was Metal Gear Solid. And what it is is like tactical espionage. You're sneaking around and choking people out and shooting people with silencers and fighting these epic bosses who seem to have powers but you don't have powers, but you find a way to beat them anyway. You're just like this ultimate warrior and you're trying to stop terrorists from like blowing up like and holding the world hostage with the Metal Gear because it's got like this uh this railgun that'll like launch nukes. And, it, like, they can't be detected and stuff, so you're, like, fighting all these supervillains and stuff. And uh, it, the story's extremely well-developed, and you got to sneak around, and it, I just loved it. And I actually love the whole series right now. I actually can't wait for uh, Metal Gear Solid Five to come out uh, towards the end of this year. That's going to be, like, so good from what I've heard, but Metal Gear Solid... Oh, I've, I've heard a lot of great things about Metal Gear yeah. Solid. I never really played it, but, yeah, everyone I've... Who is into it raves about Everyone it. Everyone is, you know, it just seems like uh, anytime I hear about, you know, games in general or, or I see an article online, uh, I, I see it mentioned. So mm-hmm. it's definitely something I'd take yep. a peek at. It's, it's one of the only things keeping Konami afloat right now. I can't think of any yeah. of the franchises. And they used they really to be have. huge. Yeah, yeah, they were a big deal. Yeah, not anymore. Ninja but Gaiden, I think, was an old... Uh, oh, actually, yeah. I, yeah, I believe they still have that. It was an yeah. old Konami game. Oh, well, that just reminded me. Shinobi should have been on my list, but... I mean, there's so many mm. games. Contra, those games. Contra! Like those, those old oh. NES games, yeah. 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 But one of the main reasons I love Metal Gear was it, it was a game in a time when there weren't really very many, like, serious roles as far as speaking, like, uh, in story. There was a lot of story, 
And of course, this is also when like the memory card became super important because you had to like save your game. Oh yeah. And then like they also had some weird things like you, you couldn't uh, exile like. There's certain parts of the game you couldn't go further unless you, like, looked in the back of the package and found out this, like, codex number and stuff. And you had to, like, call it in order to progress in the game. And oh, that's, that's, cool. that's incredibly involved. Or they, there was this one boss. You had to switch <laughs> your controller port from controller player one to controller player two because one boss would always know what you were doing. So, like, once you switched over, he couldn't read your mind anymore, and that's the only way you oh, could beat him. That's so weird. Yeah, that's no, awesome. they did a lot of they did neat stuff like that. So that weird, would be weird. my number four. Very cool. Right. My number four. Uh, unbelievable game, Red Dead Redemption. I love this game too. Continue. Amazing, amazing Western style game made by Rockstar Games. The the people behind Grand Theft Auto, pretty much anything they do is gold. Uh, Red Dead Redemption is like it's like playing a we- an old Western movie. It's uh, it's gritty. It's the scenery is amazing. The animation is amazing. It looks beautiful. Uh, very, very cool story. Very cool subplots. Uh, very fun game to play. I, I love this game. I love playing online. I would, after I beat the game, like, which was, it would take you through a lot of twists and turns and it was like a very awesome story. But I'd play online and play like, play like poker late at night, like <laughs> online with people. And that was some of the most fun I've ever had. Was just playing Texas Hold'em with people. And like, you know. <laughs> I remember that. Um, it was so much fun. Yeah, you could do that. You could do stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, it's a gorgeous game. Um, definitely, I think for any video game enthusiast, it's like a one-person thing. It's it's Grand Theft Auto. It's Grand Theft Horse. Like, <laughs> someone put it. Someone put it as that. So uh, yeah. So you, yeah, you just like awesome Western game. I can't speak highly enough about it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. That that's one hell of a game. Uh, very realistic looking, mm-hmm. you know. Like, and 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 you have to go hunting, and yep. uh, you know, you can do all these little side things. You can go into the into a saloon if you so mm-hmm. choose, and uh, get your drink on. You mentioned the poker, and uh, you know, even like you know, just the gameplay in general in regards to like the shootouts and stuff is it just it's, it's a oh, lot. so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, very the cool. are fantastic. I mean, I'm a little partial. If you're talking about a Western game, I'm, I'm a little partial to the Oregon Trail. <laughs> you know? But, very you know, similar games. They're almost the same game. Right. But, you know, uh, once Modern you... adaptation of Oregon Trail. Yeah, I mean, if, if I were you, I'd start with the Oregon Trail. And then, you know, once you beat that. Work your way up. Work your way on up from there to, to Sunset Riders, uh, on Sega. <laughs> and then finally to Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Revolver was kind of, was pretty good. That's right. Totally, totally different than Red Dead Redemption, but it was more, it was technically it's the prequel to it, but it's like, not the same game. It's it's like Red Dead Redemption's like open world based on the idea of Grand Theft Auto. The old Western yeah. sandbox. Uh yeah. And like Red Dead Revolver was kinda like a shootout game like it was kinda like a sort of one dimensional. Like draw. Yeah, like kinda <laughs> one dimensional game, but it was still fun. Yeah. But Red Dead Re- Redemption's just bar none one of the most incredible games I've ever played. Neat. All right. Uh, for my number four, I have Mario Kart 64. Uh, that'll always and forever be uh, one of my favorite games of all time. They've made other Mario Karts. I know they started uh, the first Mario Kart uh, was for Super Nintendo. It was decent, but I mean the uh, courses weren't weren't very detailed, and uh, 
the gameplay itself, it was a little harder to handle the, the actual cart. Uh, there weren't as many cool weapons and things like that, but uh, they just nailed it with Mario Kart 64 with that four-person split-screen that you could do, and uh, it's very interactive. I mean, I'm sure if you're listening, you've played Mario Kart 64 before, but just, you know, just to touch upon it, uh, I, I don't think there's a feeling more satisfying than when you get... Uh, a, a blue shell uh, for a weapon, and, and you get mm-hmm. to fire that off at the person who's leading the pack, uh, and, and you nail them, and they get sent to the back of the pack. There's, there's nothing better than that. It's just such a such an awesome feeling. Or you get a lightning bolt, and then like you know you hit the lightning bolt uh, right as someone's going over a jump or something, and mm-hmm. they they fall right into the into the hole, and they they have to you know classic game. Oh yeah, no the courses. Uh, I have the new one, the Wii U one. How is that? I haven't played that. It's one. great. It's very good. It's fantastic. I, yeah, cool. I, I love it. It's uh, I mean, obviously the old one has that nostalgia to it, but yeah, the updated one is uh, is uh, there's some more bells and whistles to it, but it, it's cool. it's very very fun. Is Same it, um, basic. Is it idea. like double dash, uh, where you get like two people per car? No, they only did that for double dash, and I think they realized okay. that it was kind of like a ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, it was sort of, well, it was just a little unnecessary, because it's not like, it's not like... Keep it simple. Yeah, it's like, if you have an extra person on your cart, that doesn't mean you have, like, an extra life, so to speak, so there's no real benefit to it. It's just like, hey, I get to have two characters on my Mm -hmm. cart. But they did take the, uh, the, um... What's it called? The skidding thing that like gives you a boost. Yeah, they, yeah. That's that's pretty prevalent in, since then. Oh, good, because that's like my favorite uh, yeah, that, that way to get around corners. Right. That, that did last. Yeah. And um, one more thing, one more aspect of of Mario Kart 64, and they carried this over. I know at least to Mario Kart Double Dash, but the uh, the battle mode uh, is very addicting if you're doing multiplayer. Battle mode's a little weak in the new one. Is it? Yeah, uh, unfortunately, but yeah. The battle mode for uh, Mario Kart 64, my my old man and I, my old man, believe it or not, was was a pretty serious gamer back in the days of N64. He loved N64. The old man, he'd come home, he'd spend the weekend drinking rum and Cokes, playing Mario Kart and Battle Tanks for N64. Those are his two favorite games. But we played a lot of Mario Kart together, and, and we would spend hours doing battles. Uh, the Block Fort, the uh, Double Deck, the Skyscraper, the whole nine yards. It was just uh, the most fun I think I, I can have playing a video game uh, with, with other people uh, would certainly be uh, in Mario Kart 64. That's my number four. Cool. Number three. Number three. Hold it. Last of Us for PlayStation 3. Um, I never really... I'm not an enormous fan of the survival horror genre. Uh, this game is the exception to all those things. The whole premise is that the whole world just kind of changes overnight. Like, everyone... There's this infection. There's this fungus growing out in the out in uh, the wilderness and stuff, and people are getting infected, and it's turning them rabid, and then some of them, like, turn into, like, these mushroom people, and they're just, like, like, zombie, rabid, Mm -hmm. zombie, fungus people. Cool, I like it. It is a cool game. And the whole premise is that you're this guy, and... Actually, I I can't remember the main character's names, but the game's amazing. Um, There's this main character, 
and he his daughter died when the outbreak first happened. So he's not like he doesn't really have much to live for. But he ends up getting met up with this this uh, this teenage girl, and she actually is immune to the fungus. And so he's going on a journey to bring her across the United States to this resistance that they're trying to reverse engineer a cure. So it's just basically their journey going across across country, um, dealing with uh, these feral human beings who are in their own packs and groups trying to do their own thing and then coming into contact with the oppressive government because they have to have such a tight control in order to protect humanity that people just can't do what they want. So the, everything's rationed and everything, and they got to sneak in and out. And then they got to also deal with uh, all the infected. And it's just about their journey across. And the, the voice acting is probably some of the best I've seen in a game. Um, the plot definitely sounds way cool. The plot's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, I only played through half of it. I, started, I, I uh, stopped halfway through. Well, when you, you when you probably pick it up again, mm-hmm. odds are you probably just end up finishing it. It's yeah. it's that good. You can do you can do like walk around and you can kind of create your own weapons and like shiv these mushroom men. Like sometimes it's the only way you can survive because they're like you get into a grappling situation with them, but if you don't have a shiv, they'll like kill you. Automatically, so like if you have a shiv, you just press the button and you like bam, hit him mm. with a shiv in the throat, and then you can sneak up behind him and shiv him. Or like it's cool they, gameplay. Yeah. They get different guns, and you can make your own little nail bombs and stuff. And it's a grim concept for a game, but like it's a good, it's a good person story that it uh, really gets down deep about like what people would do in grim situation. And the graphics are beautiful, and the gameplay is damn near flawless. Um, the ability to do stealth moves and between g- and also gun combat is fantastic. It's done by the same people who did the Uncharted series, Naughty Dog. Actually, the same people who did uh, uh, Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. They've, yeah. they've grown up a lot. Um, I know. Um, I know that they came out with a remastered version for the PlayStation Four. I'll probably end up picking it up when I got you know disposable income, whatever that'll be. But. Um, I mean, the game is fantastic for PlayStation 3, probably fantastic for PlayStation 4, and I can't recommend it enough. Awesome. All right, my number three, WWF No Mercy. For those Hell who- yeah! Hell yeah! That's Give me what, a hell yeah! As I was saying earlier in the show, this is when um the people who made uh, WWF vs. NWO for N64 jumped over to WWF, and they kind of they kind of polished up their style, and they kind of just... Uh, perfected what they were doing over in WW, and um, for WWF, they took that brand that uh, that's been around for such a long time, and then they kind of just perfected that idea and that style of gameplay. And at that time, pretty much WWF was at its peak. I think it was around ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one. Yeah, came, probably ninety nine. I want to say. So basically, they had the strong grapples. They had, like, you just tap A to get a grapple, and, like, you just press up and A to do a move. Very, very simple, fun gameplay, and uh, just added stuff into it uh, that WWF had uh, as far as concepts and stipulations for matches. If you're a wrestling fan, you like wrestling games, it's definitely the first uh, amazing wrestling game that probably came out. Uh, I love the uh, creator wrestler option on that right. game. They uh, there's so many different uh, things to choose from. Wrestling games in general have like the best create 
a player. Create a character, yeah. It, it, but this was the first game where they really nailed it. Uh, mm-hmm. And and I created so many different characters. It was so much fun. And then, uh, you know, you could do everything from a Royal Rumble to, like, a Table Ladder Chairs mm-hmm. match to a Tornado Tag match to a Handicap yeah. match to a Hardcore match. I mean... Anything and everything. You could create your own pay-per-views if you wanted. Yeah. Uh, There's a good story mode. Good story mode. Oh, yeah. And, like, cool unlockables. You could, like, unlock different wrestlers, stuff like that. So it was awesome, awesome game uh, for any wrestling game fans. And I like how they had the divas in that game, too. Oh, yeah. I'm I, just think, gonna... I think you could have brawn <laughs> panties matches in that one. I might have been a little later, but... If... I know you could put them... You could place the women in bras and panties. Oh, yeah, you could, and then... Yeah, just like, <laughs> then... I did that, actually. Um, I did that, too. The, the interesting thing about No Mercy is, in, besides being able to create your own wrestlers, you could actually mess with and alter the wrestlers that mm-hmm. are already on the game like if you wanted stone cold steve austin to wear uh uh pink panties into the ring <laughs> you, you you could do that to, sure. to stone cold steve sure. austin so so you know me being you know probably 15 years old and and just uh in going through some changes in my in in my body and in my life uh i placed all of the wwe divas in uh in tan or beige uh, bras and panties, and pretended they were all uh, they were all in their birthday suits, and I yeah. had a, I had a great time doing that. Just skin colored uh, skivvies. I mean, you know, this is before you, you know. You got to think this is before uh, I really had access to high quality pornography. Yeah, I didn't this have is before real good online streaming. Exactly, <laughs> and uh, you know, I didn't have my driver's license and. Uh, you know, I hadn't tried drinking yet, and there wasn't a lot to do uh, outside of extracurricular school activities. So uh, that's one of the things I did to pass the time is I'd have uh, uh, little diva matches there going on there with the, the bras and the panties. So All right, so that's no mercy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, all right. Uh, my number three is a Super Nintendo game, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, Turtles in Time. Uh, it was originally an arcade game, and it was brought to console. Uh, awesome two-player uh, cooperative game. It's another side-scroller. Um, a pretty easy game to master. The moves are not difficult. Uh, they had all the great characters you hope to see in a Ninja Turtles game, and uh, it was just highly addicting, and I liked that you had to eat pizza to gain health back. That was cool. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I play I just, I play it a lot. Uh, I've beaten it a few times, and I like the Ninja Turtles. They're cool. Well, oh, yeah. Number three, Turtles in Time. All right, we're down to number two. Number two. Number two. My number two favorite game, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker for GameCube. Um, all the Zelda games are equally amazing. Yep. Um, in, in a, it's a generational thing. For each generation, they have their own Zelda game that kind of comes out. Um, and I had just uh, recently finished up with... Uh, I guess the last one I had played before this was Majora's Mask, and Orcarina of Time just kind of blew me away. But then when I heard that, um, you know, every, this is a time when everyone uh, was it was gearing up, and the graphics were getting really, really good. So everyone wanted a really gritty, mature Zelda, yep. looked realistic. And that, this is what everyone wanted. 
and then Wind Waker came out. And Wind Waker <laughs> was an artistic achievement above most games. Instead of going with the gritty realistic, they went for this beautiful shell-shaded technique where everything just looked absolutely gorgeous and and almost cartoony. But it was just, it looked so good. And each Zelda game, you're, you're a hero of a different era. And in this game, you're the hero of the wind, I believe. So you yep. get this conductor's baton, and it allows you to change the direction of the wind, which helps a lot, because the main way to travel around the main map in the world is on your boat. So controlling the wind is very important, otherwise you can't really get around. Mm-hmm. Um, all the um, items were amazing. All the bosses were amazing. It was... It kind of showed like a post-apocalyptic Hyrule after everything kind of flooded. Oh, wow. And it really kind of showed that like there are different continuities within Zelda and that it approached the idea that it's not always the same link. It's during a period of time, the hero of that era of whatever it's time or, or wind is chosen. And they're, they're born and then they're just chosen. They're like the chosen one. Each one of a different era, er, each era needs a hero. And this particular era, it was the wind. And hmm. you had to float around your boat and defeat the temples and, and fight off Ganon. And you meet up with the pirate and it turns out she's Zelda. And spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> God damn it, Holden, you ruined it for me. <laughs> well, if I, actually... I, I have never played a Zelda game in my life, so don't no, worry about it. I, I actually went back and played like a bunch of them like recently. I actually played Wind Waker. Was Wind, Wind Waker is probably, as far as Zelda, it, it, well, it is. It's on my top five, so it's my mm-hmm. favorite Zelda game. Yeah. Um, I just, I love how they're getting into certain things. Um, uh, I wish I could play other Zelda games, but I can't bring myself to buy the new Nintendo consoles, which is a shame because they're always good. But I just don't know if they're good enough to rationalize me dropping a good three to four hundred bucks on a console and then on a game. Well, I'll say this: I played Skyward Sword, and it's awesome. It's one of my favorite Zelda games. Okay, so, so definitely, um, I wouldn't say uh, looks like <laughs> you're <laughs> Wii, Wii U, but it's it's awesome, awesome game. I mean, next to, like, uh, I, I went back and played, like, Ocarina, Majora's Mask. Wind is it, is it out for one. Wii as well, or just Wii U? I'm not sure. Could be. It could be have a Wii version, but it's a great game. Uh, uh, Twilight Princess was very good. Yeah, I played that one. Not my cup of tea. Just didn't yeah. enjoy it. It was... I, I liked Okami better. If you're mm. going to be... If you're going to have a Zelda character and turning it into a dog, I'd much rather have the dog all the time from Okami. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it's like the same kind of game. Skyward Sword was very cool. I and mean, kind of like, plot-wise, it kind of like shows where Ganon came from and all this stuff. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, apparently it was like the prequel to every Zelda right, game, right? Right, it's supposed to be chronologically the first one, yeah. And then it kind of ties them all together. I right. love it when you get mythologies and stuff like I that. Know. It's, I've been like want- you, it's obviously made up as they go along, but then they kind of like write it into the I've been wanting plot. to pick up the Zelda compendium. Oh, I have that. The it's like the you Hyrule could like pick it up like for twenty five, thirty five bucks on Amazon. It's like sweet. It's a hard book cover, and it's awesome. Explains all the Zelda lore and everything. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah. You but can uh, come over and look at it. <laughs> that's probably featured on your on your coffee look, table. Look, but don't touch. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so my number two, Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker. Nice. Yeah, I was gonna say well, it took us long enough to bring up Zelda, but because I knew we were waiting until the. 
the top five. Same with like I wanted to bring up No Mercy for the longest time, and I had to, yeah. I had to bite my tongue there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, number uh, two, Nathan. My number two. Um, I won't go on too long about it because it's simple explanation. But Super Mario Brothers three for Nintendo. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, great game. Just um, just took uh, took Super Mario Brothers after Super Mario two, which wasn't really. Um, uh, uh, a Mario game, not a traditional a, one, not a traditional no. Mario game, and it took you know you could do all the stuff in the original Mario is just like slightly enhanced graphics and just really fun to play. Like you had the Tanuki suit Mario, the raccoon tail thing right. was a added thing where you could fly, you could run and do the. I mean, um, it's it stands the test of time for me. I still like to play it now and again. Oh, same here. Very yeah. fun game. I'll take a spin uh, through every. Yeah, Six it's just one so. of those games that you can always go back to and have a little fun playing. So, Super Mario 3, that's my number two. Excellent choice. Uh, number two, I have Double Dragon for Nintendo, mm. uh, the original. Uh, that is one. another uh, very, very fun uh, multiplayer side-scroller cooperative uh, teamwork-type game. Uh, another great game to play with a buddy. Uh Gameplay is easy. Uh, you know, there's there's like a, three different moves you need to, to master and uh, a couple of special moves. No biggie. But uh, I don't know. There's just something about it. The You know, the graphics are, are horrible. The music is bad. Uh, the characters don't really have any sort of background or personality except that, one. you know, they're two brothers that know martial arts and... Uh, one of the brothers' girlfriends gets kidnapped, and 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 you got to find the bad guy that kidnapped the woman. <laughs> and it's kind of like you know a lot of these games were, were were based on that premise. You look at Mario, you got to save the woman. You look at uh, Golden Axe, you got to save the woman. You got to save the princesses. It's the same deal here with Double Dragon. I think uh, just like a lot of other uh, types of media, you know, video games were particularly uh, chauvinistic for uh, for a while until. Mm-hmm. These strong female uh, video game characters started coming about, but either way, not to get on a tangent, uh, my number two, just for the sake of it being so much fun, uh, Double Dragon. Woo! So now right. we we have reached number one. Number this one. This is your favorite video game of all time ever. ever. Hold in. Yeah. No. You have the floor. So. After I bought this game, uh, it kind of consumed all my free time for about the next year and a half. I did everything there was to do in this game. Um, <laughs> this game just it was what I'd rather do more than anything. <laughs> and that game was Final Fantasy VII. Um, it was one of the first RPGs I had ever played. It was also really interesting because all other RPGs that I seen or heard about before then were they're based on the fantasy thing and then the magic system and everything. Well, this, it had a magic system and it had these different ways you could use different abilities and everything. But it took place in kind of a dystopian future with the corporation who's sucking the life force out of the planet. And you're trying to find a way to defeat this corrupt corporation, which is governing most of the world. Um, it's the game was Is the n- corporation McDonald's by any chance? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering. No, no, I, Sorry, uh, I didn't mean to interrupt. Continue. They were, uh, it was the <laughs> Shinra, I believe. Shinra Corporation. 
Um, the game was enormous. It had an amazing story. It was uh, three discs long. I think it was two discs of just story, and I guess the third disc was just your side quest towards the end where you're trying to get these things called materia to get them all so you could defeat these side bosses which were harder than the main bosses called the weapons mm-hmm. and uh there was like the sky weapon and there was like the emerald weapon which was underwater and then you had the ruby weapon was out in the desert and he was a big pain in the ass because he'd suck up two of your party members you could only have like three party members out there at a time and you had these special limit breaks that would charge up like, uh, you'd get hit and then it would fill up the bar and then you could do these, like, super attacks and you had these great summons where you could just, like, summon, like, these Afrites and Shivas and, and giant dragons and they'd do, like, a bunch of damage and then, they, and then they had these different material, which were, like, ultimate ones and, like, you gotta, like, do all this different stuff to get them and then, like, you can, like, breed chocobos and, like, different ones can go ahead and, like, climb over mountains or rivers. And then you got to breed the ultimate one, the ocean one, so you could get, like, the secret material on this island that you can't access. And needless to say, I probably logged in, like, a hun- like 200 hours of gameplay on this game. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I did everything. I must have... Like, once you master a materia, like, get its experience up and, like, master everything on a certain little materia, which you put in a little little slot there. As a part of your guy's weaponry, you stick it in, and then you can, like, cast lightning bolts and stuff. I, like, duplicated each of them, like, three times. And I, you get to name the characters, too, so then you get, like, super attached, because, like, <laughs> like, you do what Andrew did, and you name them after friends and girls you have crushes on and stuff. <laughs> and, uh... And all in all, and then you have this real personal relationship with the game, and the music was amazing, and there were different monsters and stuff that you'd fight, and and the story was really, really good, and I guess a lot of people agree with me, because a lot of people are clamoring for Final Fantasy VII to be remade, and actually they just announced that they're actually going to remake it for PlayStation 4. Awesome. And it's going to be coming out within the next couple of years, and I guess they're going to redo the fighting system. Um, so it's <laughs> going to be real interesting how they redo it. Might it's gonna probably have the same story, but it's gonna be like a different game. Interesting. Uh, people just cool. love the characters and everything about yeah. it. Uh, that sums up my favorite game of all time, Final Fantasy VII. All right. Yeah. I mean, the whole series is obviously legendary, but uh, like, I it's weird. I I I watched my friend play Final Fantasy VII. That's my experience with it, and I had a great time. Yeah. No. I mean, the story is compelling enough that you could yeah. actually just watch little episodes of it. Right. And um. The only games I played that were final, made by like Square Enix were uh, I played Crystal Chronicles, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the that was the GameCube. GameCube. It was it was fun. It was fun. It wasn't like amazing. It wasn't it was a true fun. Final Fantasy. Right. I did. I I played like Nintendo's Final Fantasy things. Oh, like, I loved it when they rebooted those. Like it'd be, yeah. they they re release them with like a little bit better graphics, you know, yeah. and like all the old ones. And uh, Bravely Default was the game I played recently for the 3DS. Really? Yeah, and it's a cool game. Very fun game. And, I mean, they do a lot of good RPGs. They also did uh, Xenos, uh, Xenogears, one I mentioned before. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so they're, they're big developer RPGs. I think they're kind of branch out right now, but the Final Fantasy games are like what really is the driving force behind yeah. them making all like just piles of money. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Nathan. Number one. My number one. Is Mike Tyson's Punch Out for Ooh, Nintendo? Excellent, excellent choice, friend. Which is uh, a game that I'll probably play 
every year, like once a year, just to see if I can beat it. I beat it a couple times in college. Um, my biggest regret is probably not beating it on the original system. I beat it on the Wii system with the Mr. Dream instead of Mike Tyson <laughs> thing. So it's just like a different thing because they lost the licensing. Does he Mike still? Tyson. Does he still look like him? No, it's like a white guy that, but just put over. Oh, that's terrible. They just made him white, basically. Really? Yeah. They just didn't want to pay Iron Mike the money. I th- yeah, I think it was actually there was a. I think it was a myth that is because of like the whole him going to prison for the. His, uh, rape. It was rape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> rape, which people Let's not beat about. around the bush here. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, but uh, I guess it was actually like a licensing thing. Like he signed a contract that expired. Well, so, maybe maybe was, maybe, maybe it was, was a little assault. <laughs> maybe it was assault. No, and, was... and and rape. I, I forget which. I no, it, it was def- with... definitely both. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, I know. I remember it was something to do with someone falling yeah. downstairs. And then something. The... Probably both. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, amazing. Uh, fun strategy, like timing game, boxing game. Like you have to avoid all these different characters, these very colorful characters. Some people might call them stereotypes, but very, <laughs> very colorful characters. Who's the uh, the big guy at the end? You gotta fight. I forget his name. Uh, Sandman. No, there's Super Macho Man. Oh, there's like nine of them. Well, like what was there? Like Soda Popinski. Soda Popinski was my favorite guy. Oh uh, yeah, He's that's the, the one I was thinking. He's of. the then, most fun to fight. And then you opinion. got this uh, Indian, the dude in the turban. Yep, uh, <laughs> tiger. Uh, uh, boxers don't wear What's turbans. Tiger. Yeah. If you wore a turban in a boxing ring, you'd get that thing knocked <laughs> off of your head in a matter of seconds. And then there was the giant Japanese dude. I forget his name. Um, Piston Honda. <laughs> that was it. <yeah. laughs> Yeah, Why is it game? that that every uh, Oriental character in a video game has to be named Honda? Honda. Like the one in Street Fighter. And the dialogue in between <laughs> rounds is funny because it's just like, Pansy! Yeah. Sucker! <laughs> don't run away! CC! Pansy! I'm gonna embarrass you! That's not the right game, but I no. said... <laughs> a little bit more greatest heavyweight uh, voiceover there. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. just, We just have to throw that in there no, one more time. But also little things. you got to pick up the little tricks and when they punch and yep, you know when yep, to you punch. Gotta pick up the strategy. Otherwise, you, you just get mutilated. Yeah, and you then you get to like, hit the sponsor. select button and then Mac will start like getting his shoulders rubbed really fast from his trainer. It makes him gain health faster. But you oh, only get that like yeah. once per match. Well, yeah. You had to, well, you had to tap a... Well, he'd turn pink... He'd be exhausted, and then you'd have to just kind of move around until he... No, I'm talking about in between matches. You press it, like, he'd be rubbing his shoulders, but then you press select, and he rubs it faster. And And then then you got, like... No, that never happens. It brings your health up all (laughs) the way. No? No, That's not a thing? (laughs) No, 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 it is. And if you press B, like, really fast, then he starts rubbing the guy's cock, too. And then that gives you, that gives you like full power, and then you can totally win the match after that. Oh yeah, cause everyone knows in real life, if you have an erection, you have the strength of ten men. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, so that's Punch Out. <laughs> A lot of cock rubbing going and on. And I played the game. one for the, they came out with, oh, uh, one for the Wii. They came out with a new one for, for Wii. Oh Isn't really? That the same thing as like Wii boxing, only like, no, uh, yeah, it was. You used the controllers, but it was, it's actually very fun. So, hey. if you didn't play the Punch Out for Wii, it's actually very, very fun. Um, don't sleep on the Wii version of Punch Out. I'll have to give that, uh, a, a go. But, mm-hmm. uh, speaking of boxing games, who here has ever played Atari boxing? Not I, know, I. I know I have. You, you guys ever play any Atari? You ever play Atari boxing? Eh, Pong. Well, yeah. I'm with Pong. Pong's uh, obviously a classic. Or like uh, Asteroids or like Centipede. Atari boxing's pretty cool. I mean, 
they're not even really guys. They're just like two like little sticks, and they there's like a little red dot that resembles a boxing glove, and I don't know. I mean, it's it's an experience. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> it sounds really stimulating. It, you know, it is. It really is. Uh, if you're into like games that are old, are and 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 just don't have any graphics Absolutely. at all, and and, and uh, no story or anything or no characters. Just we're gonna you gotta see that stick over there. You gotta punch that stick. Punch him. And if you punch that stick harder than he punches your stick, then uh, then you win. All hmm. right. Well, the suspense is killing us, Andrew. Tell us, <laughs> yeah. what's your number one? Well, I've already mentioned this game a couple of times because I just can't help it. I can't shut up about it. But uh, my favorite video game ever is Batman Arkham City. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I mean, this game between Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and the Dark Knight Trilogy... Those were all the the, the uh, different bat media that that really got me back into uh, Batman comic books, which then got me back into reading more comic books. Um, but in regards to the game, you talk about these games that are like their own like virtual world, and and this game, it's just there's it's one of those games where there's, there's so much to do. Uh, it really just sucks you right into Gotham City. Well, Arkham City, uh, the island, you know, that they turned into uh, a, a gigantic uh, prison colony, basically. Uh, it's a great storyline. Actually, Paul Dini, who wrote a lot of the anim- Batman animated series... Uh, he wrote the storyline uh, for the game and also wrote the graphic novel that accompanies the game. And truth be told, it's actually such a good story that I wish someday they'd actually make a live-action movie out of it just because it's such a cool concept. Uh, but basically, you know, you're the Dark Knight. Uh, you can do anything the Dark Knight can do. And you encounter throughout the course of the game... Everybody in the rogues gallery, uh, everyone, obviously the Joker and Harley, but then you, you got, uh, you know, you go to the courthouse, you find Two-Face, you know, he's got Catwoman tied up. Uh, you go down to the subway, you see Bane, and you do a side mission with him, you take out those Titan containers, uh... You go, you do other, other side missions too, Victor Zaz, Deadshot, uh, so much, so much. There's all kinds of side missions with the Riddler. If you want to just collect Riddler trophies, that's another whole thing in itself. Uh, a lot of times there's these little puzzles that the Riddler will, will set up for you and they're traps and you gotta like, you know, work your way out of the trap using, you know, problem solving skills. It's a game where you gotta use your brain a lot too. Uh, but, you know, it's very cool. It's very realistic, uh, for, well, for Batman. I mean, you know, it's a comic book story, but, mm-hmm. uh, it's just a game where, where I can get sucked into Gotham City and just get lost for hours and hours. Uh, there's an option where you can play as Catwoman, which is pretty cool. She's got her own mission. So there's like endless, endless amounts of gameplay. You beat the game, unless you're like a real crazy, gamer chances are you've missed 
all sorts of different side missions and things like that. Uh, I'm someone who will actually play the main storyline first, beginning to end, before I really start side missions. Other people do the opposite. But it just offers so much, and it was made so well. Uh, the Arkham games, the, the whole series, really. Uh, I have not... I've not played Arkham Knight yet. I don't have the right console, but yeah, uh, Arkham City. Can't say enough about it. Uh, it's my number one. All right, very good. Top five. And with that, I think uh, that's a wrap for this week. Uh, once again, before we go, I uh, just like to plug the studio. If you're an aspiring podcaster and you are looking to conduct your own podcast. Contact Nathan Burke at Hotcast Studios in Beverly, Mass. Uh, you can find us online at hotcaststudio.com or on Twitter at Hotcast Studio or uh, message me personally at I am Nathan Burke or like our fan page on Facebook or like my fan page on Facebook or like whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, uh, who am I to tell you what to do? <laughs> Nathan's email is nburke18 at gmail.com. Yep. All right. Great we podcast, to, uh, everybody. Yeah, we want to thank you all for listening. And uh, next week, uh, we'll be discussing uh, local indie books uh, that we picked up at Boston Comic Con. Uh, throughout the course of this week, we will be very diligently reading and reviewing uh, all sorts of uh, excellent indie uh comic book material uh, for you and we'll have that for you at next week's podcast. Uh, my name is Andrew Puzak of Vigilant Geek Media and with me as always is... Hold an arm of Vigilant Geek Media. And today as well we have Nathan Burke yep. uh, oh, owner oh, and operator oh, of Hotcast Studios. That's right. Owner of Hotcast Studio and uh, local comic. And, yeah, he thinks he's funny too. So go yeah. s- if you see him uh, you know at a comedy club. Uh, Throw a pie at me. Or, or at least pretend to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> please, no, I'm just kidding. Do. I'm just kidding. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. And as always, stay, stay vigilant. vigilant.